Welcome to People Bring Profit into the Storm of Hospitality, where our goals are to walk you into the storm of this business to give you the confidence to win. My name is Chris Alexa, CEO and founder of Aspire to Be Hospitality Group, and I'm joined by my wife, Kimberly Alexa, and Justin Smith, both part of our executive and leadership team. We came from nothing. Now we own and operate 15 restaurants over six different unique brands and many more to come. We're doing over 40 million per year in revenue and we want to share how we did it with you. Are you guys ready? Let's go. All right, guys. Hello. How are y'all doing today, Kimberly and Justin? Good. What's going on? What's going on? Yeah. I'm glad everybody showed up today. Kim got her notepad out today. She asked me, Justin, on the way here, said, hey, can I kind of put a notepad out? Because there's so many questions that as we're talking, because, you know, she's always taking notes in our meeting. I didn't get to ask that question. Put whatever you want out. You know, that's like the golden nugget pad right there. It is. As we're going through. Yes. You know, it's funny that sometimes I'll go to her desk and look at that notepad. It's like, oh, this is what she's going to get me on. (laughs) (laughs) Yep. It's like like post-its up. It's like looking on the teacher's desk. What are you, what's your write-up going to look like? So again, this is a question that comes a lot. And as we're building out this podcast, we're really trying to hit topics that really help young entrepreneurs or people in business. And so I try to go back and, you know, we all get together and we talk about topics. And that's why it's important to this is with launches that we want some comments back, right? Because we want to answer those questions for you that we've done. And, and so I try to go back and I was thinking every podcast I've been on, or anytime I have coffee with a young entrepreneur in the mornings or a business owner or somebody, they, they always go to this question. And it is this, why a franchise? You know, why a franchise? And, and so, I, you know, I thought that'd be a great topic today. So what I want to kind of do is just kind of skim across it and talk about why we feel that we got in a franchise and why it's important to us and why we kind of we're staying in those rails, really. So um, from everything there, right? Uh-huh. So I, I want to start with, you know, when me and Kim decided to get in business, right? Again, you'll hear this in our bios that, you know, I didn't go to college. Mm-hmm. You were a nurse. nurse. Yeah. So we had no idea how to run a business, really. That's right. So going to the bookstore, started looking at books and just studying businesses out there. And it just kept leading us to franchises. And we found one. Yeah. Prior to that, we had to figure out even what a franchise was. What, that's right. Yeah. And you dug deep into that, yes. and I dug in deep in it. And it was familiar that it was a system. Right. And that's what it really was. It was going to—when you study it, it, it kind of told you or taught you and gave you the, the guardrails of stuff that you probably aren't good at. We knew we worked hard. We, put, we were ready to put the hours in. We knew that, but we didn't know anything about truly running a business. That's right. Right. So I, I want to go back to that and think, okay, so we found one. Mm-hmm. We found Quiznos. That's yes. where we started, guys. First store we ever opened. Um, she was a nurse, furniture store, quit my job, built this little Quiznos out and made sandwiches. And I think that's what started us out. You know, yeah. we started that business and it gave us those guardrails of doing it. And then when we opened the doors, we worked. We made sandwiches. But dive into that a little bit, what you saw on the backside. Yeah, so for me, um, talking about owning our own business and how we were going to do that and how we were going to make our dream come true, for me, it was important as I was learning about franchises, I was learning that that also came with playbooks. It came with systems. And I thought, okay, we don't have to be creative. We don't have to be innovative. We can take a system and make it work. And so as we 
dove into the different franchises as we were learning about them as at the bookstore, as you call it. I also learned that, hey, these franchises also come with their own, when I say their own system, they also come with their own learning and development system. So with Quiznos in our very first business, they had, what was it, Q University or something of that nature. That's right, in in Colorado. Yes, Yes. so you went to Colorado. That's right, and you did too in our Jagged store. Yes, and basically from all of the systems, the flashcards, all the learning material menu that they provided menu. for us is that just the, along those lines, we thought, okay, we can do this. I think it gave us the confidence of doing that. Yeah, and let me back up. Prior to that, as we're learning about the franchises, franchisors, what they send you in the in the beginning, they send you that FDD, right? Yeah. And so you simply go through that franchise disclosure document, and it pre-sells the business. Yeah. So you kind of get a great idea and you're able to wrap your mind around what a franchisee expects out of that franchise or. You know, the disclosure statement, you know, I remember getting that for the first time and I went through it, Justin, I opened it up and I went through, you know what I went through? It's like looking at a and I'll go straight to the, what would what, what we make? What do they make? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But yeah. I did that. But then I went to this, one thing I went to is straight to look at, especially at Quiznos, because it was a young company at the time. Yeah. Very young. And I went to it because it says how many stores they have in each state. And then they say how many stores closed in each state. Yeah. And I looked at that. At that time, there wasn't many, Mm -hmm. but that was something I looked at too. But yeah, I I thought that was, a you know, when we got into business, we had no clue. And it kind of gave us a crutch. It gave us that crutch to get into business to, you know, I knew I was going to taught how to make sandwiches. I knew I need to keep it clean. I knew hospitality side of it, but I didn't, we didn't know how to order. We didn't know how to, you know, how do you like negotiate? You didn't have to negotiate your pricing or anything. Like oh yeah, it, your menus—they, they—you just picked what price range you want to stay in. So it helped you get off the ground and start that. And that's why it's important when you're looking at a business or a franchise that you get into one and you got to study it. You know, you yeah. got to look at it and and, and go pay attention. I think that's why we went to the Lake Charles store. Because um, we didn't have a Quiznos in our hometown because they were so small. I mean, you drove like an hour to go see this one because we we heard about it. Mm-hmm. And we sat in there for many, many, you know, two, three hours, yes. multiple times. Like I, I make this joke, Jess, I think you've heard me say this many a times too, that, that they we're going to rob them because all the employees are like, why are these people just sitting here? Yeah. Now we got our sandwich, we got our chips, and we got a coat, but we just kept watching. Like we can run this business up front, but the back of the house, it really kind of helped us do that, teach you how to do inventory, inventory control, paying bills. Actually, to the point that they even required us to use a certain payroll company and a certain accountant at the time, right? Yeah. yeah they Well, they didn't require, but they strongly suggested, and we took their suggestion. Yeah. Suggestion. I'm sorry. I got this it, mouthpiece in. I had an S's are hard. Yes. Yeah. But, you know, they, you know we, we, that's when we chose, I think it was ADP at the time and Horn yes. because it was a bigger company, and they helped us do the stuff that we weren't good at. We didn't know payroll tax and all that kind of stuff. What was that? Yeah. I was a nurse. had no idea about payroll. I had no idea about business taxes, business management, none of that. So it was a it was a great playbook, great foundation for us as new entrepreneurs wanting to own our own business to venture out and and do such. I felt that it was it was that first really year 
that we owned that store because we opened our second Quiznos the second year. And that's when our dreams, like, okay, we got this. We ran successful Quiznoses. Mm-hmm. And then that's when our, you know, thinking, okay, now we can do this. Let's go get bigger. And that's when we found uh, Buffalo Wild Wings. That's the important part, though, too. It's like as we get bigger. So if you're an entrepreneur and you want to start, you know, one or two restaurants, you're in there and you're wearing the hat of absolutely everything from the business, right? Marketing, accounting, hospitality, operations, all of it, the franchise system, and you pay a royalty, right? Yeah. So that royalty that you're paying is that menu development, is that pricing, is that marketing department. And you're, you're putting these pennies towards something that if you go to grow your business without a big support office and without a bunch of talented people around you, it becomes very, very difficult to, to scale. So in a franchise system, you can go from one to five to 10 very seamlessly because that royalty that you're paying allows you to do that and it allows you to, to grow and get larger. So everybody has aspirations of owning their own business, right? Right. One day I want to own my own business. Yes. Yeah. But they also have aspirations of owning five or 10 or 15 of them. And the franchise system gives you that platform and the foundation to do that. Well, you know, it's funny. I want to go back and say this too, that, you know, I get, we, at, when we first got into this business, we used to get ridiculed by people that we, you know, saw in the community that might have started their own business on they own that. And they made comments to us like, oh, well, you pay a royalty of 5%. And I was like, yeah, what's wrong with that? And they're like, oh, well, I get to keep that. I'm like, yeah, but I guarantee I'm buying Coke or Pepsi. No, what you guys were doing was focusing on your customer and your people. And that's what a franchise system allows you to do. What others are doing is creating a menu yeah. yes. and to price and doing marketing. pricing yeah. models and having yes. to own marketing and, and buy digital or what you know newspaper yeah. ads or whatever it is. Yeah. Technology, learning and development systems. It's yes. one thing to run a best-in-class learning and development systems that some really talented people made for you. It's another thing to try to do that by yourself. Yeah. Create well, the artwork, create the the, the flows. And that's and, where a lot of people get upset or, or think about getting into business here. They think that just, oh, you're paying royalties. And, and some are five, some are four, some are seven. You need to really pay attention to that. But, you know, I would think of a of an entrepreneur that started their own concept. It's just their own business. Let's say me and you start our own restaurant. I would pay somebody 5% in a heartbeat to help us with this train development, marketing, menu development. Because all these concepts we had, Quiznos, we had a new sandwich coming out every like six months or three months or something. And we didn't have to design it. We didn't have to negotiate the pricing. We didn't have to make sure we got enough dressings and that. You know, and same thing with Buffalo's and all of our brands. You know, Arby's comes out with all this great products. Yeah. Buffalo's comes out with these new sauces that are secretly coming out soon next year. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, a little hint there. Teasers. Um, teasers. Yeah. You know, and this, these, these drinks and, you know, different alcoholic drinks and things, we don't negotiate that. They come with us. So that for that 5%, man, boom. Hey, what kind of uniforms you got to wear? So we, as the leadership, in the we get to focus on the business side of building it bigger, of guest hospitality, driving sales, building the bottom line bigger, right? Yeah. Yeah. And you know what I appreciated too as being a franchisee is that uh, the franchisor kind of gave you those parameters for um, cost of goods sold, uh, labor targets, paper targets. uh, All of those things come with parameters that we knew, hey, if we stick within these percentages, we'll make money. And that gave us a focus. And we wouldn't have known that, or it would have taken us a lot longer as um, just Chris and Kim's sub sandwiches or Chris and Kim's whatever to come up with those percentages where 
the franchisor just said, hey, this this is what you can expect right. to stay within. Like in food costs, labor costs, yes. and operational costs. And I think that's where you dive in a lot, like when we open a new brand or whatever. Like, and let's use Arby's, for example. When we bought into Arby's, you were at ton, both of y'all are asking questions. Because I loved Arby's. Like, oh, the food's great. You know, it looks great. The new yeah. model looks great. It's it's a different yeah. Arby's than what it was. But then you're like, hold up, big guy. <laughs> hold yeah. up. What's the cost of this thing? What's it cost to build it? Arby's will tell you, you know. Small, medium, large, you yeah. know, 30, 20 seater, 40 seater, 60 seater. This is the construction cost. And then, okay, what's this the food the cost? And he's diving in that. What's the labor cost? Yeah. I think you would always ask those questions. Oh, Every yeah. brand we got into, you're like, I need this, I need this, and then this. And as a franchisor, it's their obligation to to sell us, to sell the franchisee. So, you know, when you're looking at the FDD, you know, pay a lot of attention to, you know, what you're signing up for, all the details. And if you get behind a really good franchisor, that's all architectural fees right there. Even the idea of I'm going to build a different size restaurant is could be tens of thousands of dollars of architects in there, of time. We have the ability to ask anything and we can benchmark off of all the other stores in the system and really understand, are we a top 10% or a bottom 10% store and where's our opportunities And the franchisor has a responsibility to guide us. And I think there's also a good franchisor allows you in some respect to have a seat at the table and you're, you're picking someone that will, if you perform well and you drive hospitality and you run a really good operation, they're going to ask ask for your input and you're going to be able to influence things and, you know, just be a part of something bigger that you might be 20 years away from if you try to do it by yourself. And that's so important because our experience, now that we've experienced many franchisors, we did get into a situation in, with one oh, yeah. that could care less about the franchisee's input. Yeah, It was their way or the highway. Yeah, And so that made it very difficult to operate your business because you did have some input. I mean, in, in franchisees, we do get to have some input within our own business. But when you have a organization that is basically not supportive and they're just interested in running and developing their own brand without the franchisee, because they that's the, re, the whole reason why they franchise, right, is to grow their own brand and to capitalize on their own brand. And so when you get into those situations, it makes it very difficult for a franchisee. And actually, we left that franchisor. Yeah. Because that wasn't Pay attention it. to how many corporate versus franchise restaurants they have. Pay attention if they're public versus private. Pay, there's a lot of research to be done. And their development agreement, because you don't yeah. want to capitalize yourself if they're just popping them up all around you um, with no territory protection. Yeah. Great call out. Territory protection is a, is a biggie. There's a lot of franchise systems out there that will allow you to build next to your neighbor. So yes. make, yeah. make sure you're paying attention to... Uh, I think that's important. That's important. Side note, and something I learned very early in business, never handshake, right? Yeah, never Never handshake. That that could not be more That was the first burn that I got in this business was a handshake. That's right. And, you know, and it's important that, you know, y'all said that, that we we, we have been in a brand that, that wasn't successful. We actually opened two of them, two mm-hmm. locations up, and we, it was a great concept. But it was it was a 
a kind of a closed-minded corporation that they mm-hmm. wouldn't take. And we weren't making money, but we had ideas that we knew how we could just change the model a little bit. But yeah. there was no allowed input in that. So, yeah. and, and most franchisors aren't going to let you just dive into input. You know, give it out, but you can definitely give suggestions, especially your bigger ones. You know, but they do let you kind of do some of your off stuff and like you know, if you want to do specials or things like that, especially in the Local bar business, star marketing, yeah, yeah and, and things, things like, like that. that. Yeah. So I, I think it's important with that. Hey everyone, real quick, if you enjoy listening to us, why not give us a good rating or review? This would mean the world to us and sharing it with your family and friends would be just awesome. Thank you so much again for tuning in and let's get back to the show. As a small company, and you, you can still be an entrepreneur and be a franchisee. You can still have the the autonomy to do local store marketing and mm-hmm. to do, you know, to improve hospitality, right? There's no playbook that says we need to open the front door, but we can make that determination that we're going to give a better guest experience and, and see what that looks like. You can have so much fun with it. What we don't have to do is every quarter create a new menu or get in a kitchen and innovate food yeah. and, yeah. you know, develop how the truck's going to get here. That's what the hard yeah. Or negotiate uh, equipment. That's, uh, you know, equipment costs no, or things like that. That's a whole other topic there. Yes, yeah. yes. So, Kim, you just brought up a good topic, and I know me and Justin on the ops side, the equipment, they they all do that, right? It's not you're negotiating. So people think of the food costs and like, let's get equipment, signage. They help you with all that. And the majority of the time, it's already there. That's the price. And that FDD you talked about, it'll tell you small, medium, large store, this is your equipment package, Buffalo Wild Wings, I don't know, three. $300,000, you know, furniture package, 89000 signage package, 79000 So it gives you that that rail. So that's what's awesome about a franchise. And that's an important thing that people miss out on. You know, one of the topics, too, is you brought that up, and you really need to pay attention to this when you're getting into this business is growth, right? When you buy a concept or you're getting into a franchise, are you doing one or do you want to do five to ten like you brought up? So you need to pay attention to what you're getting in. For like example, Buffalo Wild Wings, it's, it's pretty much sold out. It's, there's, it's hard to find territory. You're not going to find it. But a younger brand's coming in. And you want to, you know, if you're starting out, you want to make sure that you kind of get a pocket because you want to grow. In the franchise business, I always felt like this. People don't understand this. You know, when you start in business, I used to say this all the time. It's buying a job. I mean, you're, yes. you're really buying a job. Yes. Yes. So it's not, and, and go back when we sold our Quiznos, it was a system when we sold it to somebody and they paid a lot of money for them because they were very successful, but he didn't work it. Yeah. And yes. I told him, it's like buying a job. He said, I'm buying an investment. I said, no, 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 you need to work here. You need to be here. You need to make sure there are people here. And, Especially for your first one. I yeah. think that's the biggest downfall and the biggest mistakes we've seen. You know, our friends, our peers within our own community we see we're excited that they're coming into our community with this great franchise and and they'll be in the business for the first two weeks and then they think, okay, I can push autopilot and just head out and it it doesn't work. It's it's you you bring that up. It's so funny that, you know, because I worked our Quiznos for two years straight. Yeah. We worked, you worked it. I mean our kids grew up in the back of the store. So when people think just because you buy a franchise, you're you're rich. 
or you're, you're on your own Absolutely business not. and you get to tour and you get yeah. to go vacation. No, our kids grew up in the back of our stores and, it, and it's what it takes to run, to start your own business. But you know, it's funny that, you know, when we talk about that, people don't understand that. And, and I'll, you know, we went to a, a brand new place that just opened up in our hometown. Yeah. We were so excited about this place. I'm not going to bring up names or what, but, um, you know, that later that night, it was a what, Friday night? Yeah. It was a Friday night or Saturday night, one of the nights. And we took our little daughter there to go get something. like that. And, it, you know, it was 8 o'clock at night. And it was the second week it's open. And I thought, man, it's, and it was busy. Yeah. But it, I didn't see no management or no ownership there. And it was like one of the worst experiences ever. Yeah. I, and I think it's so important in the beginning, Chris, to if you're going into smaller communities, like if, if you're a young entrepreneur going into smaller communities— to make that relationship with the owners of that business, to see you there, to work there, at least to get your your business off the ground, right? Because it takes dedication and hard work. And I remember you coming home from Quiznos and you're just like hand in, I mean, face in hand saying, I don't know if I can do this kind of thing. Even though we had all the playbooks, we knew what we were doing. It is, it is a dedication and it, it's running a business and putting in the time and the hours, and especially if your goal is to, in five or ten year plan, to have more than a couple locations, you you need to really be the the driving motivator of that. That's franchise. the misconception of a, of a franchise system. You're not paying a royalty for them to get in there and work it for you. You still have to no. get in there and work it. Because if you were to start any other business outside of a franchise system, you would be there. You would yeah. be, the owner would be present. The managers would be present. What you're Absolutely. paying for is this awesome vanity of menu and marketing and, you know, brand assets and all kinds of, you know, accounting stuff and learning and development. And that's, that'll be seen in the FDD, but you still have to be the face of the business. Um, the cool part about it is once you want to build another one or three or five more of them, you, you'll be able to scale it and yeah. you'll be able yeah. to do that. But if you don't approach it as if you're going to lead the business and that, that main salary is you, yeah. and then you're going to prove through really good hospitality and really good presence and own your community, no different than any other business. A franchise model is is, is not for you. You got to approach it the same way. Yeah, absolutely. And I, I think with that, you see a lot of people do that in business. They'll they'll buy a franchise. That's what my royalty is for. Yeah, and, and then but yeah. then they'll keep their job, their original job, and it might be an engineer somewhere at a bigger company that they even they save their money and ready to buy in their own business. But when you do that, you got to make the decision also to you got to work your business. You're just not owning it. You're buying. You're buying it. Yeah, but you got to work it. You got to understand it. You got to be the face of that brand and that company. Even if you're buying an existing, I'm just you know, for example, like if you're in a little town and you want to build a Dairy Queen. Yeah, they've been around forever. Great systems. But you need to be in there and learn your business and don't just. Buy and you it. still have to develop leaders, whether you own Absolutely. one or ten. So to, your goal is to get in there and to develop many versions of yourself that you trust to run the business responsibly and they'll do everything and they'll they'll run your system and, and your TLC. So you you have to develop leaders no matter what. And if you develop leaders, you can take a step back and you can be a, a silent owner if that's what you choose. But you, you have time. to develop people. The, the, the training and development systems are going to have all – you're going to have all the tools in yeah. the world. There's still a people element of, of, of folks are running your business and you have to pour into them and be there to do that. Yeah. Yeah. And for, for me, too, one thing I appreciated about being a franchisee is that they also 
bring people into your business, like we call it QSCs or, or, or something along those nature, depending on the franchise. But um, they bring people in to make sure that you're following their systems. Oh, yeah. And it's very helpful. So, right, there's just three of us and there's just one of you out there in operations. But you know that there's somebody coming in from these brands that are are checking in on your leaders, being the eyes and the ears of the operations yeah. that's going on out there. And so for us, um, and as a growing company, we really appreciate somebody else laying eyes on our business too and just making sure that we're following the playbooks. Yeah, withholding brand standards. They, they call them QSCs and we're, we're getting audits by uh, business consultants or franchise consultants all the time. We take a lot of pride in them and we we cater our operation to making sure our standards are withheld. And that's, yeah. you know, that's health, that's safety, that's people, that's that's food, that's hospitality. It's all of the above. And, um, you know, you're also getting that service as a franchisee and another set of eyes on your business and folks that, that literally do nothing but put their set of eyes on that business everywhere in the country. And, you know, you can use those folks for what they're worth. They are experts in, yeah. your, in your business and build a great relationship with them, um, have high expectations of them as well because we're paying for their service. And yeah. yep. we've had good and bad franchise consultants and yeah. uh, the, the, the good ones, man, they come in and that they're, they're really tough on the systems, but they're, they're great on our people and they're not afraid to roll up their sleeves and hang out with us and really help drive our business. And that's, that's something that you're, you're, you're paying for. Yeah. Yeah. And for a very small percentage, very small. that's what we and, get. Yeah. And it's, and like you yeah. said, that's part of that royalty fee, right? Yeah. You want it, you want somebody to help. And then like you say, they come in and they, they grade you, then they coach you. Right. Like this is what you filled at, and it could have been something that you thought you were doing right, and you weren't. Mm-hmm. And it goes from the smallest one. When I remember when Ona Quiznos, they would come in, and I think it was like every three months, and it was like, oh no. And most of the time they come unannounced. It's like, oh no, you want it unannounced, like yeah, the health yeah. inspector. It's like yeah. here he comes, and even though I owned the place, I got really nervous, but it, I, I knew that, you know, I need to do it right and, you know, follow food standards and health yeah. standards and clean standards. Because when you get in a brand, that's what you're going to pay attention to. You don't want your neighbor down the street, right? In another city of another, your same brand. It's easy to compete with your competitor, but it's it's hard to compete with your own name. So if you got oh, another yeah. con, another owner that's, you know, next city over, or if you're in a big city and they're, they're over here saying the same brand, and but they're not doing it right. They're you know bad service. You know, stores dirty. It, it, it's an image on you too, because they just don't say, "Hey, I'm not going to Kim's Quiznos anymore." They're saying, "I'm not going to Quiznos no more." So that's what you know. That's what you got to be paying you know pay attention to with that too. So, you know, I, th- I think the, the sum it up really. I think you know uh, if you're in this business and you're you're, the, you're just young guys like we were, and we all got in this business that you know start small. Look yes. at something, know you're going to get a bill in there and work. Don't just think you're investing in something. It's not an investment. If that's what you want to do, go buy some stock into something or go invest with a company like us. You know, something like that. Okay, just give me your money. We'll open a store for you and we'll run it. Because don't throw your money at something you're not going to work at, right? This isn't a stock market. You just let it go. Oh, it's down. Just let it go. It'll come back up. No, it won't. The, the reward's rest, higher. Yeah, yeah, it is. If you do it right, there, but, there's an extreme reward here. But in the stock market, they always say don't sell when it's down, you know? If, if your business is going down in this concept, it's going down. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and you better do something to fix it, right? Yeah. So, so I think that's when, you, when you're looking at concepts, look at stuff that you can, you're able to grow in, too. That you're, you know, you just don't go, I'm not, we always say this, I don't want to get in a concept that you're, you know, you're, you're, you're making or taking a piece of the pie. You're actually helping make the pie. And, and then also, too, understand that just because you own it, 
you don't own it, right? It just because it, you know, I bought this franchise and I own this Arby's or this Buffalo Wild Wings or now Starbucks or any of our other brands. Don't think that you own it. You're you're renting that name. And if you think you're any better and you want to go off and, well, I don't like the way they're doing things. And then, well, then close it down, take the names off, put your names, Chris's Wings House, and see how that's going to work for you. You know, and, you know, especially when you try to grow it broad, right? Yeah, but read that franchise agreement first because there's a little legality oh, in yeah. taking that name down and turning legality. it into uh, Chris and Kim's Wings. Yeah, They're, These <laughs> are some nuggets, man. <laughs> they Look are, at your are. FDD yes. because when you're getting into a franchise, it's all there and make That's sure it. it's a good fit. You know, yeah. take the best advantage of your royalty as you possibly can and know what you're getting for whatever percent that you agree to. And, and you know, set yourself up for doing, if you're great at hospitality folks and you're good at customer service and, and you're good with people, franchise system would be amazing for you. If, yeah. you, if you can drive a business in your community and you have aspirations of, you know, having more than one or two or three, franchise system's amazing for you. But mm-hmm. there, there's a lot of nuggets here and that FDD is a great one. Ask him if you got questions on that, what that looks like, why you pick Quiznos. Ask Chris on why, why you guys, you know, got into that and, and the homework that was done. And then the financial responsibility, top to bottom, there should be no no questions. Uh, what you should do, though, is if you're an overachiever and you're an entrepreneur, you should be figuring out how to beat that benchmark or that corporate right. number that you see yes. by just a little bit. And the good franchisees and the corporate folks know it. Yeah. We have a little bit of an edge because we can be a little more nimble and we can run on just a little bit better cost, just a little bit better labor. And yeah. we can really scrutinize all of our service top to bottom on the P&L to just have a really successful business and, um, you know, invest that back into growth for our company. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I love it. Yeah. You know, the FDD is important, like I said. And those comments and stuff, send them out. We'll definitely answer those questions because you two are really good at that part of digging that part apart and know that there's a lot of great info. And before, when you ever send an email to an acquirer about a locate or about buying a franchise, it's one of the first things before they'll engage you, they'll send you that so you can read it and they have to let you know that and you have to send it back. And I think they have to wait like 10 days or something. Yeah, and we still do that, right? I mean, yeah. we signed a deal with a brand recently and did a seven-store deal. And then we now we've moved it to 20. And we just got our FDD yesterday. Yeah. That yeah. We had to read because we already did it once, but it's just every time they have to do it. And one of the things, questions I want to close this with, you know, it's funny that I, I, I you know, I always ask and I always kind of dig and, you know, look at things. And what what's the number one thing that a, you think a franchisor looks at when they're looking at, uh, you know, when you're applying for them? You know, you, pe- people think that it's what, money? I think that that franchisor looks for experience and capital. Yeah. Has been my experience just engaging a franchisor. I think they want to know your your pedigree, right? Yeah. What, where you come from, what you do, how much money how do much you have money in the you bank? Got. Yeah. You have money yeah. to pay for this place, Can you, know? you get financing for this? Yeah. 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 I think the good ones, and we're, we're you know, we're a people-driving profit uh, podcast, is a lot of people have a lot of money, and, you know, a lot of people have a lot of experience. I think more than ever, they're paying attention to the folks that they're actually doing business with and getting to know them and spending some time, right? Like, there's a, hey, come up and let's hang out for a day yeah. and get to know each other. So, yeah, you got to have the funds. You got to have the experience. But yeah. they're also hand-picking folks, um, and this happened with Starbucks, on yeah. who they think are going to represent their brand yeah. really, really 
really well, run their systems really, really well, and grow their and grow and 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 build a hundred of them. Uh, but yeah, you got to be poised with the funds and the experience. Um, That's right. And, and what you're looking to do, or position yourself with a couple others or another partner as you're exploring that that does have that. Yeah. yeah. So I think that's your, that those too. are right. Oh, those are all great. And that's everything they're looking for. But I heard the number one thing they look at is if you're a person that can follow systems because they're going to give really? you systems. They're going to, you know, here it is. We want you to make the sandwich this way or the wings this way. We want you to do this. So they want to make sure you're the per type of person that wants to do it their way or follow their plan. So I think that, that's probably, all those are great answers. And, and I think that's something. So just know that. So, hey, uh, again, thanks, man. It's a great topic today, Kim and yeah. Justin. I you know, appreciate us sharing these nuggets. love the word you always use, nuggets, but info and, and content or whatever we say. But people bring profit. That's the most important thing to us in life. Absolutely. And um, we just, uh, in our business, so we just thank you all for showing up. And subscribe to our podcast. Make comments, please. Thank you, guys. 